Hi, I'm Marie Jenkins and this is my podcast, The Secret Diary of Marie Jenkins 47 Plus. In today's Business Startup Week episode, we interview Dave Bird from Small Biz Digital Media. Enjoy. So hi everybody, it's Marie Jenkins from Advance Your Wellbeing and welcome to today's Business Startup Week. And today we've got Dave Bird. Hiya Dave. Oh hi, I'm so pleased to be on here Marie, this is great. Awesome, I'm so glad you could join me. So tell us who you are and what is it that you do? Yeah, okay, I'm Dr. Dave Bird, I'm founder of um, Small Biz Digital Media. So what does that mean? Well, I basically create videos, podcasts, and audiobooks. And not surprisingly, given the title, they're for small businesses, although I am kind of niching down a bit into um, professional services a little, like accountants and HR professionals, um, solicitors, that kind of thing. And just a quick aside, because I know we'll come on to it a bit later. For my sins, I'm also a marathon running coach, um, which is pretty important when you need a break from all that video editing in a dark room. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you say that you do videos, but I've seen your work and it's just awesome. You, You do it in a really clever and different ways so hopefully we'll touch on that in a bit more detail as well you're too kind but i will try and elaborate and share any (laughs) pro tips yeah (laughs) okay so you're now running your own business can you you said doctor david bird so can you run me through your career path what yeah yeah in in the um in the kind of need for a quick hook and title to this i've kind of you can preface this from fish to films. Um, so basically, I started out, um, well, I did it, if we go right back, I did a degree in environmental sciences. And I was, you know, very confident and a little bit cocky with that qualification, thinking this is going to be a breeze, you know, let's go and get a job, uh, get a good job, you know, in that field. And, you know, I was very naive because, you know, we're in the middle of the 80s, recession, miners' strikes, all that kind of good stuff. And I couldn't, uh, you know, you were getting jobs in um, East Anglia, far from my home in the West Country for about six grand a year or something and about, you know, 800 applicants. So (laughs) I thought, what do I do? What do I do? So I saw this ad in The Guardian and it was to do something to do with fish. Um, And you could become a doctor from doing it. And uh, so I did this. It was a PhD in um, fish um, capture techniques. And that sounds very mean, but it was basically for conservation purposes. And, you know, I did that and um, included a very, very interesting scholarship in China um, that we can follow up with afterwards if you like. But um, the bottom line is um, that got me um, a job as a fish scientist with what is now the Environment Agency. And, And that was, all very good but there is a little bit of a funny story have I got time to share this yeah I do. yeah yeah because um like all these things um uh, I was just interested in the fish science and and the research and 
they wanted me to kind of double up and do um, enforcement work, which is like basically poacher, catching poachers and things. And I'm not going to say I was a scaredy cat, but what I am going to say is I really hated the early morning starts. Um, <laughs> even when I go networking, I'll make sure I join networking groups that like start at midday because I'm so <laughs> mornings. And um, this is a confession, so I'm being a bit naive with this being recorded. I deliberately <laughs> failed the small boat handling course by allowing my um, said boat to hit a jetty because oh. that was the prerequisite for doing this uh, poaching um, work. Oh. And because of that, they had to put me 100% on the fish science. So that's, um, you know, I was a naughty boy and nobody... <laughs> Nobody knows that story apart from you, me, and the uh, the listeners. So, um, <laughs> so, so that's that. So that's that's the kind of fish side of things. And I guess I progressed, and um, you have to pay the mortgage at the end of the day and all that stuff. So I became a research manager, and that's what's given me quite a good insight into working with businesses now because I've got quite good at really knowing how businesses tick and doing my due diligence when I work with people. Um, but um, all good things come to an end and public sector being what it is with all yeah. the change programs I got a bit fed up with it and wanted to change and so you probably think oh yeah so he went into films fish to films but I didn't um, uh, again naivety is a little bit of a streak running through this I um, had um, had and was having a very successful running career semi-professional running career you wow. know, just finished yeah I just finished third in the Edinburgh marathon so wow. I thought why not become a marathon running coach full-time yeah. and um, so I basically left a very comfortable you know public sector job and all that kind of jazz and became a marathon running coach and don't get me wrong, I, I did enjoy it and it and I still do it now, as I said at the start, as a bit of a side hustle. Yeah. Um, but um, what I was finding is I was saying the same old stuff to everybody um, uh, about things like running technique or certain types of session you need to do. And I thought, well, this is great, Dave, but why don't you package that up a bit? And so you're not saying the same thing all the time when it's the same stuff so you can concentrate more on the bit they really need to know which is generally the bit between yeah forget the 26 miles of the marathon it's the five inches between the two ears that really matter that's where the value is really added and so i started creating videos um, that covered all that stuff that everybody needs to know and put it in a membership site which was kind of well received and, you know, to cut a long story short, because I know there's more questions, that's really the dawn, the embryo of small business digital media, because the next ah. step was extending that kind of concept to small businesses. So here I am. <laughs> wow, wow. It's interesting that you said about marathons and a lot of it being in your mindset. So we've got a podcast coming up with a lady called Julie Kent, who's MBE, uh, and she's um done a marathon herself mm. and she said a lot of it was about her mindset to, to you know get Crucial. through it so yeah it's incredible it's incredible that's one of the reasons the one thing i haven't kind of added is i took the time 
when would it be in about 2012 to 2014 some, something like that era to really nail the kind of mindset you know I was already obviously a qualified UK athletics coach but I wanted yeah. to really nail that mindset stuff so I went out into the states first and foremost and studied a field called positive psychology with a, a lot of really good things like keeping gratitude diaries all that kind of stuff but also more formally I became a practitioner and then a master practitioner of something called NLP or neuro-linguistic programming All which right. you know is it, it's good in so many different ways it's good for the kind of mental resilience and mental kind of coaching but funny enough it's also very good for what I do now with the video stuff for, for marketing and messaging as well because it's a comms tool so oh, really yeah. pleased I did all that yeah yeah incredible <laughs> So let's talk about the tech side of things. Mm. So a lot of businesses and startups and that type of thing, they're very much moving into using more video and that type of thing. What, what do you think are the opportunities for entrepreneurs in that sort of space? I think there's a massive, massive opportunity now with video and I, I say now it's it's almost kind of post video but but obviously that doesn't mean you know it's the opposite video is incredibly important because yes. thinking specifically about startups um I've got this system which basically operates on the three c's I'll tell you what the second two are first but the first one is connect and awareness that is the challenge for for startups getting noticed yeah. and making connections in this frantic world uh, we live in um, because at the end of the day at that stage when you are new and you're getting established let's be let's be absolutely honest people aren't looking for you they're not looking for you because they don't even know you so yeah. the opportunity um, turning it on its head from a problem is you know, what people are looking for from you, particularly if you're doing techie, difficult stuff like um, a startup tech, is helpful and thorough answers to their questions. Mm -hmm. But here's the trick. Um, rather than do that and, and basically create an explainer video, which is really salesy and after about five seconds pivots to your product and the premium pricing <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but you know what I mean. What we want to do is, is just provide um, helpful and thorough answers on topics that are actually relevant to that um, niche that, that you're in. So, yeah. um, you know, if, if, if it's accountancy, it would be if it was accountant tech, you know, the, the question would be around, say, data security or, or, or something like that. It wouldn't yeah. be about the actual software you use, you know, to be secure. And, um, and yeah, that really works because um, you'll hear me banging on about this all the time. I really believe in something called the buyer journey, and it is a journey. And in 2021 you're not gonna unless you're very lucky or it'll just be very sporadic you're not going to make direct sales from from complete strangers unless you know like it's 1p or something you know you, you've got to move them through that journey and, and earn yeah. that credibility and trust <clears throat> yeah totally agree totally agree and the other c's 
Yeah, I thought you'd answer. Um, good job I've got those um, memorised. Um, good job there's only three of them, because the story there, I like being honest with these things, is again, I went out in the States, getting back to the research thing, I do my due diligence, and I really looked at how digital marketers, um, you know, approach this bio journey um, kind of concept. And you know, some of these models, they had about five to 10 stages. And I yeah. thought, yes, that's probably great on a theoretical standpoint, but nobody's going to remember them and it's not going to resonate with people. So I've absolutely nailed it down without losing the value into three C's. So the second two are um, convince. So this is basically convincing people who have now become aware of what you do that you know what you're doing and you're the real deal so you're still not quite selling but you're yeah. providing long what we call this is a bit of jargon a longer form content because they're more invested in you and your brand and able to watch or listen a bit like this podcast you know yeah. to, to slightly longer um sessions from you and then then finally because unless we are a charity we need to actually do some business um convert and that is, yes. um, you know, where you find clever ways um, to basically move that prospect into a lead or, you know, ultimately a buyer. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. So how many years did you say that you've run your business now how many years yeah small biz digital media i always find it amusing on linkedin when people offer you congratulations randomly you think well i haven't been racing <laughs> since 2010 so <laughs> they can't still be congratulating me on a marathon so what the hell are they congratulating me about and you look at the uh profile and it said that i'd been going for three years back in february so just three and a half, three and a half years. And I know it's a cliche and I know my name's Bird, but the time has absolutely flown. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't, yeah, I can't believe how quickly, how quickly it's gone really. Yeah, and which is good. Yeah, it's fantastic and congratulations. But what's been your biggest, in those three years, what's been your biggest learning opportunity? Yeah, if can I have two for the price of one? I'm always yes. looking for a good deal, especially as we've been talking about convert. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so I would say the two biggest learning opportunities, firstly, is to be really, really clear about your USP, which is um, code for unique selling point, because I'm not one of these, you know, I'm in an incredibly competitive niche and you and i both know you know other people in my niche locally and and beyond and i won't um rubbish anybody in my niche we all do amazing work and yeah. you know i'm actually good friends with a lot of other people who do kind of video and and this kind of thing but um at the end of the day um what helps you know that to happen and to be friends and collaborators is providing some real USP for what you do that kind of sets you apart. So, you know, as you've kindly hinted at earlier, I go for quite innovative approaches. I put marketing, you know, very, very high in terms of words and scripts, you know, putting it bluntly above the visuals really in, in, yeah. in its importance. And, um, you know, I, I rely very heavily on a research background and the psychology 
of finding out what makes a business tick. So those would be examples of USP. Yeah. And then the second one very quickly is I've also learned, and I kind of said this right at the start, if you try and please everybody all the time, you, pl you please no one none of the time. So, True. you know, I, I really am working quite hard at niche. And that doesn't mean if a restaurant came to me and said, Dave, please do a pizza video for us. We need it by next Friday. That I'd say, no, I only work with boring businesses that need to be brought to light. <laughs> but, you know, um, I do have a passion for working with um, uh, companies and businesses that are professional services, people basically with an ology or an ism that know their stuff, but just need that work brought to life a bit. Yeah, yeah. So USP and having that sort of niche. I mean, I interviewed uh, Dan Barker from Dan Barker Studios yeah. when I first started this podcast in uh, 2020 when yeah. we was in lockdown and Dan was very focused on having a niche for his photography in relation mm. to engineering industry mm. and I think that way because of his career and his background as an engineer as well and I think like with me, mine is very sort of niche as well. I worked in housing, so that's my niche. So it's good for entrepreneurs to have that awareness of, of where they're going and a focus. So yeah. niche is, yeah, I totally agree. Very important. Now, I'd say one of your niches, which I'm good, it makes me chuckle actually. Uh, you, you've got a real passion for music what how yeah. does that correlate with your business yeah do you um it's sometimes a bit of a stretch to make it correlate but because <laughs> i love it so much i kind of stretch that elastic band as as, as much as i can so <laughs> two two things really i i have to admit um you know i am an absolute um sucker for fantastic singer songwriting um you know Kate Bush Joni Mitchell Leonard uh, Cohen um I could roll them all off but you know particularly Bob Dylan you know Bob Dylan is um I think the guy is the Shakespeare of our times in terms yeah. of um, rock music and what is quite amusing is people will often say they don't like him and then what I usually do is the cover test so I will say um what do you think of that Adele classic can you film my love oh, absolute massive Dylan wrote that what do you think of that great Guns N' Roses song, Knocking on Heaven's Door? What a rocker. Dylan wrote that. So, you know, people don't yeah. often, yeah, people don't often realise his influence. But where it comes into what I do, before I go off on a kind of Dylan tangent, <laughs> uh, which, which I'm very capable of doing, <laughs> is um, Dylan has got amazing um, genius for messaging. You know, he he and he hated this tag, by the way, but he was called many times the spokesman of his generation particularly back in the 60s so I kind of use that um, inspiration particularly on my short form content to make sure that the business's messaging is short succinct but very impactful and then the kind of corollary for that if you like for some of the longer form content you know more in that convinced part of the three c's is yeah. the guy does storytelling on steroids. Honestly, just check out songs like Hurricane or just the name of these songs will make you realise what great stories they are. Lily, Rosemary and the Jack of Hearts. 
the girl from the Red River Shore. You know, you, you just want to listen the the ballad of Frankie Lee and Judas Priest. You know, they're just amazing songs, The Lonesome yeah. Death of Hattie Carroll. So, you know, that's rubbed off on me in a big way as well when I'm doing longer form content to um, not make it um, formless, factual, you know, bore fest, but actually <laughs> you know, introduce some storytelling into it. And then the third thing on Dylan, um, and then I better stop, is, you know, the guy has always sang to his he's given me the confidence to sing to my own crowd, which gets back to the niching thing, because let's be honest, people can't, a lot of people can't stand his voice and, you know, various other things. He's, he's not great in terms of, um, you know, being good with the media and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and yet he's still a legend. So yeah. it kind of gives you the confidence to be who you are really. Um, and then the second thing is, is more of a specific, um, and you know we can always share this or whatever but I've I've done a workshop recently where I've gone wider than just Dylan and shared my whole record collection <laughs> in a in a workshop which is called um, a rather cutesy title I'm afraid video scripts that rock for record sales <laughs> and is basically using the music is you know there's no like um, death by PowerPoint on it it's just a whole load of album covers that from my collection that are things like benefit Jethro Tull, you know, hard promises, Tom Petty. It's just yeah. calling what you've got to do to write great scripts for your videos. Very clever. And and I think that's what makes you memorable as well, because now when I think of Bob Dylan, I think of Dave Bird. <laughs> well, that's the idea. There's a powerful concept. I can't remember if it's NLP or positive psychology, yeah. but you know, it's called authority by association. Yeah. And I'm really glad that's the case because to be <laughs> likened to, you know, somebody who's an absolute genius isn't yeah. isn't bad going, is it? You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a nice association, Dave. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. So in relation to you know are you still doing your running are you, do you still do that uh yeah i, I, I absolutely i've done a fantastic run today um on the mulvins actually um taking advantage of the um the cloud cover because it's been extremely hot lately and you know what i would say is my last competitive run was that edinburgh marathon in 2010 and i said to radio scotland at the time i said this is it that's enough. I'm not doing any more of this. But rather than give up and just, you know, become a, a kind of couch potato or whatever, um, what I've done is I've um, kind of reframed, to use an NLP term, my running from something very competitive and and sort of almost semi-professional, really, to um, something I do for well-being because well-being. Yeah. Um, is absolutely huge. If, if you're running any kind of business and you want sustainability, your well-being's got to be right up there. And I actually hardwire um, four runs, four quality runs into every week, you know, every wow. week and make sure unless I'm ill or injured and I, I touch wood, I don't get injured very often that I do them. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it gives me amazing... Um, uh, sense of well-being and, and physical fitness and and the way I do them is kind of relevant to your 
you know, you've got advanced your well-being, you're obviously well into the well-being thing. Because I do something called mindful running. So if I'm running uphill, which living in Malvern is almost um, a prerequisite, <laughs> yeah. um, I do, I concentrate on the breath and, um, yeah, that is kind of really meditative to be doing that, mindfully running in that way. Yeah. And then when I'm in woodland or I'm, you know, off-road, um, you know, just focusing on the footfall is also very kind of calming and soothing. And you come back and you feel mentally refreshed as well as phys oh, yeah. physically, um, you know, relaxed. Yeah, I completely get that. I completely get that. And it's important to put it in, like you said, you've got a routine of getting those walks in. So, you know, I totally get that. I do that with my cycling. It, Sunday is my day when I'm out for the whole day and I'm cycling and I, I do it completely mindfully as well. And it's it's just, it's like a, it's like you press a refresh button and you just feel so much better for it, but yeah. And it doesn't so, feel like once you've got it hardwired, the beauty of it is it doesn't feel like a routine anymore because- True. You know, you know it's a given you you know like you don't think to yourself oh I'm really fed up with this routine of having to eat breakfast because it is a routine isn't it it's the same thing you know well that's where mindfulness comes in and that's about sort of finding joy in the things that you do whatever whatever they are but let's talk a bit more about your videos because what sort of initiatives have you been involved in because you've also mentioned that you do podcast production and what what other things do you do yeah yeah well here's here's the thing and it's picking up on the bio journey and the three c's because i don't think um i'm gonna make a you know quite a kind of big statement now if you like i don't believe um businesses are going to be that well future-proofed um going forward without particularly with everything we've experienced with the pandemic um, because that kind of digital model is here to stay now. And yeah. I think people need a very good mix of digital media. And as you've rightly said, although video, you know, I would say is is 80% of what I do, podcasts have their um, place as well and audio, audio books, because um, yeah. at the end of the day, people are doing other things like driving and running. You know, we've talked a lot about running there or yeah. walking if, if you're not into running and you know the podcast and audiobook um, market I don't think is going away it does dip and dive a bit you know what amuses me is podcasts seem to be the new black dress for <laughs> but, um, but you know I did a marathon one quite a while back and I think I must have hit it was like a housing crash I must have hit it just when they were going on a decline and they've now picked up again but which is good because I'm planning to do my own um uh, probably in the autumn when I get um, the planning done for it but so yeah so I do believe that audio is very important as well as um as well as video and and obviously things like having fast loading um web pages you know to kind of host these things as well um but but one thing I was going to kind of mention is I think um, the number of times people have come to me and they said, Dave, I need a video for my business. And, and you'd think my eyes would pop up in delight. And I have to say they do roll a bit because um, there is this feeling 
or there was maybe it's changing a bit now that you know this feeling if you've got one video suddenly you've ticked the video box and everything <laughs> is fine in the garden and i think now we're at, we're at a level where you probably need more than one video on your about page yeah. but here's the thing so let's get the balance because i know this is like a startup emphasis here um if you're saying well dave bird said that so we've got to outsource a shed load of video production i'm not naive that's going to stretch any budget particularly a startup budget yeah. so the kind of angle i've started taking um which marries really well with the coaching i do is um yes there will be types of video you know like about videos and things you can see the equipment behind me that need specialist equipment so you come over in a credible professional way yeah but there's also a lot where you can do it on your smartphone or you can use very basic um kind of um video creation software but even then you know what i think is helpful and this is something i can offer from for free in, in in a session to start out with is some kind of strategy some kind of video marketing strategy yeah based on the three c's connect convince convert you know where you get some sense of what you need and what you don't need because you know you could produce 50 videos or you could produce four you know but but don't produce one because it won't be enough you know and it's just finding out what's best for your business yeah i, I totally get that i i had um some fantastic whiteboard uh animation videos done by SketchUp at the beginning and uh i worked with stevenson creative as well and they did some videos about what my services are mm. and it just you know it just helps start educating people as to where your expertise is so i do yeah. believe it is really important to speak to somebody like yourself dave but to to actually and i know i keep joking about these boring businesses but to actually have them brought to life you know even by seeing real human beings talking about these so-called boring things <laughs> already takes you up a notch from people who just think they've ticked the box because they've got a website that kind of you know has all their services listed on it you know yeah. you've got to now be more relatable you've got to be more engaging you've got to show more empathy you know and, and those things are not achievable i'm sorry to break this to folk but they're not achievable <laughs> just by black text on a white background totally totally agree especially like you know youtube TikTok. that it's just it's just massive it's just massive so we've been talking and i just want to get this one question because we've been talking longer <laughs> than i anticipated but I'm interested to know who inspires you, Dave. Yeah, I, I've been um, around, you know, the networking circuit for quite a while now. And again, I'm, I'm going to go for two because that'd be quite quick. So two, two Peters, basically. Okay. So Peter Bayless is somebody um, who does this course called Marketing for, for Humans. It's like a kind of... Um, a workshop and you know you can already see it resonates with some of the stuff i've been saying and yeah he positions a lot of these concepts about um the bio journey in in a really um clear and concise way and i thoroughly recommend 
yeah anybody going on that particularly as a startup because it yeah. gives you a really good um, foundation on how to get started you know uh, along some of the themes we've been talking about and then the second Peter is um, Peter Roper who runs the family business practice that I'm a member of and I'm just very impressed with him given the digital um, themes that we've been talking about because when I first met him he was a hundred percent networking event you turn up at um you know some very lovely um Stanbrook Abbey I think I went yeah. to you know very lovely places and have you know nice nosh and and great kind of um teachings and and, and networking and he's been able to completely pivot um I hate the word but it's it is the right word here completely yeah. pivot to a kind of um zoom call based model and and make it work which shows and don't get I'm not trying to say that you know it hasn't been a struggle for events of course it has and I totally sympathize but he has shown that it can be done to you know operate a digital delivery model mm. even when your business and it kind of speaks to a theme that I often kind of find amusing when people think um you know video is not for us or podcasts are not for us or whatever you know it just yeah. shows that you know most if not all businesses can benefit from these these forms of media yeah so peter bayliss and what what's his business called uh the the um the kind of thing that he runs is marketing for humans okay and then we've got peter roper from the family business practice yeah okay now what i will say at this point dave is i worked in the corporate world and when I moved into starting up my own business, this whole network opens up of these different things that you go to and you speak to other businesses. Now, me as a startup, I didn't know these existed. So for people that are listening in that are looking to start their business, there's a whole lot of different networking groups. And the family business practice is one, and there'll be lots of others, but it's worth looking up Peter Roper's family business practice because it's a great, great um, networking group to attend. But it's been fantastic to speak to you, Dave, today. How can people get in touch with you? Yeah, I think the most obvious way is to... Um go on to smallbizdigitalmedia.com. So that's small, biz, B-I-Z, and then digital media, no kind of dashes, just the dot and the com. Okay. Or, or, you know, nice traditional thing, just email me at dave at smallbizdigitalmedia.com and we can take it from there. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Dave. It's been an education. We've gone from fishing to Bob Dylan to video production, podcasting. <laughs> brilliant brilliant stuff yeah i've thoroughly enjoyed it it's been an absolute uh, blast brilliant thanks dave thanks we're excited to tell you about our workshop coming up on the 5th of august mental health awareness and its place at work we'd love you to join us if you're interested to get your ticket, visit our website www.advanceyourwellbeing.co.uk and we'll see you there.
Thank you.